here tapping in with kwjt puget sound from space i'm over here with Corey. you're tapping in with tavars and sliding with solana you're probably confused as fuck at home right now but listen don't worry hold my hand welcome to another week of kwjt it's an amazing week i hope everybody's been having a good time at home um thank you once again for tapping in with that last interview shout out to vita and that conversation on mental health, I feel like everyone at home should go tap in with that. Also, two weeks ago, we dropped a episode with Lex Nicole. Go show that post some love. Go show that episode some love. Um, before I get into it, I just want to thank Buddy. Um, also, Tranquil, um, pure love to Benito always in the gang out there. We appreciate you guys. We also appreciate the Groovy Gang. We love you guys. Keep running up our content. Keep uh, telling your friends about us. Like, comment, and subscribe for more groovy exclusive content. Um, and without a further ado, let me introduce you this week's guest. None other than Big C-Nut. I'm Lil C-Nut. Uh, in the motherfucking chair today, you feel me? We got our brother... Fucking Corey! This is the weirdest fuck. <laughs> I'm not even gonna hold you. This is weird as shit. How are you doing today, brother? Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm good. It's good. It's good to see you on the other side. You know, this is weird as fuck. Uh, <laughs> You're I, not controlling the board. I'm not. Happen? I'm not doing nothing. I'm just. You not, have no control. Exactly. I'm just a fucking victim <laughs> out here. You want a spark first? You want me a spark first? There's two woods. There's two woods. We're about to get fucked up on this podcast. It's, it's been, been a uh, chill, chill been a week, honestly. It's been a crazy week, I would say. I really uh, got to try and be the guest today. <laughs> no, <laughs> not, no, okay. But because it's not Family Friday, you guys. No, this is not. This is an Friday. interview. We're here with Corey. Um, we're diving deep, <laughs> deep into his story uh, this week, and uh, <laughs> we just want to thank you for coming out today. <laughs> I'm just going to lie the entire thank time. Thank you. Yes, th- thank you for you know? coming, coming to the podcast. Thank you <laughs> for creating the podcast. Um, do I deserve a thank you for creating it? You definitely yeah. do. Um, yeah, if it's not reiterated enough, brother, uh, you probably get it out, uh, all the time when you're out and about. But, you know, your two honchos over here will definitely thank you for uh, all the work that you put in. And all the work you've been putting in this past year uh, to further our brand and, you know, to back us up as creators. So we truly want to thank you uh, as your home homeboy, home, home, home girl over here. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. Uh, fuck. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, oh, yeah. Let's, let's ring it off. Let's uh, let's start it off. Uh, <laughs> I ask questions first if you would. No, I mean, no, no questions from you unless you. Uh, no, unless, I'm, I'm uh, good. I'm literally yeah. just talking shit because no. I don't, I don't know how to yeah, be. In I know. This. I s- I see it on your face right now. I'm just <laughs> like, all right, I'm gonna wait for the flow of conversation to start and just answer. I got you guys. All right. Would you like to go first, Tavares? 
Um, sure. I want to bring up what we were talking about before uh, we st- uh, while we were setting up today. Um, I thought it would be uh, really nice to open up the conversation today um, on how you separate grind and passion. <coughs> how how you've been doing it this past year? Um, maybe a little trickles of advice on how you separate the two. Uh, shit. I don't, <clears throat> I don't really separate them. Mm-hmm. Um, I try not to do anything I'm not passionate about, uh, as far as ain't like working with people, helping people, even the various people like I work with, um, outside of just us. Like I try not to, I don't, I don't, if I don't believe in it, you won't fucking see me there. You won't see me support it. You won't see me share it. You won't hear me talk about it because I try not to. I try not to support things that I'm not really passionate about, or, and I don't work like I have a. Let me help sort of mentality when I do things, so I don't. I try to limit myself to shit I don't want to do, and like I try to, even step back from shit, I may wanted to do in the beginning, but. I'm not as passionate about or not as interested in after a while. So <clears throat> I guess for me, it's just, it's just picking, picking shit you love and finding ways to love whatever you do, whether you fucking like we've had, we worked in ice cream together. We fucking, we worked at uh, the Bellevue mall together. And I never was like, Actually, I hated those jobs, but, um, well, one of the jobs, but I, I've always found, like, ways to make myself happy in what I'm doing. So, like, I don't, I try not to separate them because without one, I don't find myself doing the other. So, if I can't grind in it, I'm not really passionate about it, and if I'm not passionate about it, there's no way I'm fucking making it through the grind. So, I try to not put them in two different boxes. They're, like, they're really conjoined for me. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) Corey's always giving out the claps, so I got a clap for him real quick. You know? I come on, Mike. All right, sorry. No worries. Um. Damn, I don't know how you guys be doing this. Everybody we interview, shout out to you guys, because it's hella nerve wracking over here. Uh, I don't even know. So, how did you go from drawing? Oh, shit. <laughs> These people know me. <laughs> <laughs> to photography. Because um, uh, they're two different like creative outlets, and they're completely different, but also very similar. Um, yeah. Um, <clears throat> figuring out that I can draw. Uh, was very much the catalyst of it. Like, I have cool concepts of ideas and shit like that, but I I could never sketch out what I was doing, and I find that photography... Photography helps me visualize what I'm doing a lot easier and, like, um, tell the story that I see because it's very easy to, like, snap what I'm doing in the moment and, like, bring you into whatever I was doing rather than drawing a scenery for me. Um, hold on, let me hit this. <clears throat> let me hit this one real quick. Uh, but it's just, I, the, I, I have a transfer of creativity, because this, this was supposed to start as a pocket, or uh, <coughs> a clothing company. Mm-hmm. 
before it was ever a podcast. So like the shift of just finding something else to be creative in and just finding something else to do is like how I picked up photography and like just understanding that um, drawing is a passion and it's not like, again, it ties into like the grind. Like I don't see myself grinding it out to make the perfect tree or like drawing the perfect thing. Like I don't see myself like that. So it, it was very easy to let that, go because it was just like if I can't grind through it or if I'm frustrated just being passionate about it I can't then go like oh my god I'm really I'm gonna continue it but photography it was very easy to like it was very easy to get this sort of gratification that I was looking for and just like this is good photo this is a shitty photo here's why it's very black and white um as far as composition and all those things. So it was very easy for me to fall in love because there's always a grind in it and it's still an artistic thing. So it's very easy for me to like find that love and passion for it just because there's so many great photographers that I'm like obsessed with. So for me, it's really easy to go from one creative thing to another creative thing, especially if I can see myself like struggling in it and like pushing through those walls. Mm -hmm. Uh, Drawing, I never could push through those walls like efficiently. And like well enough. Interesting. <clears throat> well, I feel another around you. Yeah. Just because I think it's beautiful the way I watch you adapt to life. I mean, I don't know. Being your friend for all these years, um, you have been you've been you've been multi purposeful. You've never. You're never set in stone in in something that like I don't know how to describe it. You you love everything. I don't know. <coughs> I just wanted to give you a round of applause and <coughs> let you hear that real quick for yourself because <coughs> you, I feel like you need to hear that. I know you hear it. I'm very appreciative. Let me let me just um, let me not do the normal thing I would do and like compliment no, you. <laughs> Where I'm gonna compliment you or just like not accept it. Like thank you. Um, I don't know. This is like I just I don't know. I've always found like solace in being like um, I'm a fan. I always tell people this. Like I'm a fan of cultures and like shit like that like I have a very good like eye for shit and like seeing people where I deem they should be or they one day will see themselves as um so it's very easy for me to like fall in love with like creatives like my dream is to be surrounded by creative people and just like be able to share the room and give my opinions and share an idea and just be like and them go oh that was cool like let's build on that or let's like let's turn this into a thing or let's create a t-shirt out of it or just like that whole that whole creative energy is like what I've loved my whole life so that's why it's been very easy to draw um even though I wasn't good at it it was like even when I was in Nova like I spent so much time in the art room just because that was the only place I could truly be creative that's where I learned to screen print that's where I fucking I made stamps. I just like, I made paintings. I stole people's paintings. I fucking made sculptures. I like, it was the, it was the first, I love 
fucking artists. I love, I'm, I'm a hundred percent a nigga for the artists because <clears throat> that, that's the shit that I see that moves actual things. And like what we find, like what our parents hold dear to them are the memories of like the things that became culture. Like being like even beanie babies and fucking, we talk about fucking uh, tech decks and we talk about fucking Beyblades and the resurgence of Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, <clears throat> I'm obsessed with like, like culture as things and niche things and like just the, just the, just, just the betterment of just being like trying something someone's never tried before or making something that's just for you and your own entertainment. Because like, I'm a person that believes like everyone has a talent, everyone has a, a thing. So like the quicker you find your thing or the quicker you like, fulfill in that thing you get a bunch of creative shit no matter like we're all creative people so like Mm -hmm. i i just i don't like to think about like the what if it doesn't work or maybe like maybe everyone will hate it like i try not to live in that creative side of it i just be like oh like what if it does work or oh i like even skateboarding i talk shit to koi about skateboarding all the time i can't skate for shit but it's something creative that I love and I'm like, I pay attention to and they move culture and they're just a subsection that I found that is just so, so cool. Cause they don't give a fuck about what anyone else thinks. So like that urgeness of it just brings me like, I guess multifaceted and multi obsessed just because it's just like, it's, it's just as creative as drawing or photography or just like all that shit is like, it's just free game. It's like people every day believing in something that on paper shouldn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the creative aspect of it. It's just like, it shouldn't work out from this kid from Ohio who fucking skates, but you know, he turns into Rob Deerdeck. you know, like he just fucking kept skating and kept skating and just kept figuring it the fuck out. And then mm-hmm. eventually these things turn into other things. So I'm like, I never try to like even talking to Vita. I never try to live myself to this one creative outlet just because you can do anything. And I, I don't, that's a really big cliche, but like truly, if you just fucking try, it may work out. It may not work out, but you fucking, you, you have the ability to try. Try. Uh, Where do you think that um, creative influence came from? Do you think it was stemmed here in Seattle when you moved here? Or do you think you brought it with you from New York? Uh, it's definitely uh, Seattle. Really? Seattle <clears throat> Seattle is the most creative by far. You can throw a fucking a baseball bat and hit a fucking creative person that draws, sings, fucking used to play band, fucking skates really well. Like, you can, <clears throat> we have the most from, from Western Washington, Eastern Washington, from Olympia to fucking North North, like fucking Vancouver. <laughs> We have the most creative people who come here and just are, there's a sense of like, there's a sense of freedom if you have a creative spirit. Um, Like people from Washington, people from Washington fucking got the most creative shit. Like, um, I don't know. It's like, it's like, I don't know, like Washington, there you can talk to anybody and someone has a creative background some way, somehow, either they were a kid and they gave it up, 
they were doing it in high school <clears throat> and still do it or might have given it up. They did it in college and like continued it. Like everyone you talk to, you can talk to about like a creative aspect of their life. And I don't feel like I, I have I didn't ne I never got that from New York. New York was very businessy for me. <clears throat> like I saw my mom hustle, I saw my dad hustle, saw my aunts and uncles hustle. So like New York has always been my business, like aspect of a mindset and Seattle is definitely the more creative side because it just has the more creative environment and the more creative people like per anywhere. Like I don't, I don't care what city, any place in the world you can put Washington state up against it. And when I say Seattle, I mean all of Washington. I just, yeah. you know, it's just easier to say. Um, is that, um, so do you think the business aspect is what you brought from New York with you? Or is there any other, like, trait, lesson, anything that you think you brought to New York with you to here? I guess the business, like, I see my dad, like, run businesses. Mm -hmm. And, like, my mom's an accountant, so she's really good with, like, math. First of all, numbers and math and just being responsible and shit like that. So I, I would say <clears throat> it's what I brought with me. But, like, I only, I only ever see it ma materialize when I talk to people from here and they're a lot more creative than they are businessy. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I, I would say that, but I don't know. See, Washington has the most, um, uh, from what I've seen, the easiest way to make money here is like, if you, if you have a hunger to like profit here, you can do it really well just because, um, Just because there's a lot of better paying jobs here than there are in other places. And you can you can really figure if you're if you're good with less in life, you can really figure out how to up your money. Very true. Uh, and and really get promoted if you can talk to people here. If you can if you are good at communication and you are fine with eating less or shopping at the little spots where you can get away with it, you can really thrive here just because <clears throat> the the minimum wage is higher here. Um, and if you don't live particularly in Seattle, Seattle, you can, you know, find that advantage to, you know, stack your bread up and then really, like, make a couple moves here because just what, just what I've seen, Seattle is very uh, – job oriented if you if you find a skill like you can you can really get some money here um but that's only if that's what you're looking for mm -hmm. you know um as far as business <clears throat> i hope that answered your question this is beautiful <laughs> um <clears throat> speaking of business this is different i wanted to talk about 981 co oh and how uh, <laughs> how that formulated, how you felt about the first initial startup and what it became to be. Uh, so 981 Co. is something you and another homie of ours, Gabe, started. Um, <clears throat> that's the first. That's why uh, that was my biggest lesson of don't hire your friends unless they fucking believe in the idea. Um, cause that would have been this, 
It's like, what three years ago. Why I initially asked of what it became to be is because nine one co turned into the groovy tapes. You guys, yeah. for the people at home who don't know, the homies weren't shit though. Um, That's it turned into no. They literally were just like we all had ideas, and everyone else was really caught. Like we were all still caught up in like working. So like yeah. it was it, a lot of the things came down to like me making the decisions. And let me break it down real quick. Um, so basically it was three friends going into ownership of a company that served um, multiple facilities. We were going to attack culinary entertainment and uh, clothing. So this was three things we were interested in as, um, Three individuals, and we were uh, we were gonna break down basically like the first like multi sourced outlet for people because we wanted um, people to get good eats, we wanted people uh, to have good entertainment, and then we wanted people to have good clothing. Mm-hmm. So uh, at the time, we were all working our nine to five jobs, and we uh, came together within like. I believe five months, it had been five months of planning and then five months of meeting of getting together and like talking about our business. So if you're at home and you're listening and you're wondering like, how do I start a business? Well, listen, this was the first business idea of the Groovy Tapes. Yeah. This is how we, uh, uh, I feel like we became to be because over time, um, I'd, I definitely wasn't into the 981 company because we weren't moving. It was, it was, um, when you start a business, everything moves at a slow pace. So, you know, when you're relying on one team member to get everything done and you know, you're, you're, it it becomes, it becomes more than what it needs to be. When you, when you go together as a business, you need to, you need to all be together and you need to have a team that supports one another and, and, is on each other's back. So it's not, so I, I'll even interject. <clears throat> it's not that we weren't supporting each other. Uh, things didn't come, th- we things can, didn't ma- materialize. You we said, could never, that, that was a, yeah, that was a we great could word never meet. We, you and all of us could never meet and agree on something. It's, it's very, it's very troublesome if like we all own the food, the entertainment, and the clothing side of it. Yes. And we can't agree on a logo. And we can't agree on uh, a concept or we can't agree on a first, like, thing. Mm -hmm. First drop, first product. First anything. Like, we can't agree. Like, we were supposed to do a podcast. We were supposed to do a pop-up. We were supposed to. 981 (laughs) hour. Yeah. So, like, it was supposed to be a bunch of shit. But, like, having to, like, okay, two-thirds of us agree but one third doesn't agree and we need that one third to put up his money or his time or his effort into making this thing go. So I had to, I basically decided to stop working with these guys and it was, it was a very easy, like all of us pretty much agreed to like just stop putting time and effort into this. Mm-hmm. And um, it's hard when you uh, work, when you, when you work and when we don't have the, the resources None of us had the resources. No, but we just did. I, I don't feel like we knew what we wanted to do. We had a we had a shit ton of ideas. Yes. But we none like 
no one was confident in anyone else's thing mm-hmm. yeah. to like push it to for us to go like oh fuck with my idea yeah. let's back this everyone was just like I don't know, maybe this, maybe that, maybe we go with this first. So it was a bunch of maybes. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, taking a trip, um, going overseas, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, fuck these guys. I'm not coming home without a business. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not relying. So I had a very tough conversation before I left with uh, Fasil. Shout out to Fasil. Um, he was like, why did you, he asked me a question. He was like, why did you give ownership to the homies without like, without, without knowing what the fuck was going on? Like you, you gave ownership to people you should have just worked with and like just figured out what it was going to be before you just went up and gave ownership out to people and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So he gave me a very like tough conversation. It was like, what the fuck if, if, it's either going to work with these three and you're going to make it work or you got to figure something else out because that was a stupid ass idea. Um, and I was like, and I went on a trip and I was like, fuck, he was hella right. Like I shouldn't have, I came to my homies and was like, we got to do something. And they were like, yup, let's do these things. But I came to them. They, it was never, they were pushing me to do this. It was never, we were all, hey, we got to come together. This has to be a thing. It was me pushing the team. So if I was like, I was, I made a decision was when I was on vacation. It was like, if I'm going to push something, I'm going to own it. I'm going to, I'm going to be the sole proprietor and then I'll just bring people on and we'll figure out however they want to play in the business at that point. But I can't, I can't make the, I can't make business decisions through two other people. If I need something to go tomorrow, it's got to go, and I got to have the say on it. So I had to come to a decision. It's like, if you want that, you got to, you know, figure out the business aspect, figure out what the fuck you're going to do, you know, do all these things. And I, I remember talking to my mom. I was like, yo, will you help me make a help me make a business today? And she was like, yeah, like, but, you know, what do you want it to be? I was like, fuck it. We're going back into entertainment. Because that's the only thing I, I that's the only thing I was pushing was the podcast. Mm-hmm. So I was like, fuck it, we're going back in entertainment. We're gonna make a little entertainment business. Um, it's a production company um, that I ended up starting. And then I was like, I'm gonna just figure out, I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna figure out shows. I'm gonna I'm gonna figure it the fuck out. I was like, I got I got one camera at the time, I got one light at the time, I got one stand, and I was like, me and Tavares is like We've been talking, we've been talking about this, like, I was talking about doing a podcast, and I was doing all this research, but I was like, I don't fucking know how to start a podcast, I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna come home, I'm gonna spend, I'm gonna save some money, I'm gonna spend some bread, and I'm gonna fucking just figure it the fuck out, and, um, thankfully, I figured it the fuck out, because here we sit today, but like, it, it's re- it was really just walking down some like I would say jumping off the cliff because it's like uncharted waters for surely like how the fuck like who knows like who knows what if that would have offended you guys and you guys would have went harder at nine a one co and what that would have been you know like mm-hmm. this was a very like either dive all the way in into some into something or just like fucking get a job figure the like mm-hmm. start working for a nigga and like hustle that way but like 
this is my first opportunity at that. You're probably wondering what happened just now. Some beautiful shit. <laughs> the flavor. <laughs> the flavor. Talk to him. Uh, big scene. Huh? <laughs> but yeah, like, I don't. It's just. This is random. This is like a struck of lightning in a bottle that a nigga's not trying to let out. So like, yeah, like that's, I don't, I don't know where I, I left off at, but like, yeah, that's, that was the process of turning 981 Co. and the disaster that was as <clears throat> a business, mm-hmm. not as like anything else, but just the business aspect of it and just figuring out what the fuck I wanted to do in business and Doing the starting this and now like now we are afforded to do a lot of cool shit with this platform and give a lot of other people voices and do do a bunch of other shit that hopefully we get to show people one day um, through our other creative adventures. But like. Yeah, this is like sometimes you got to switch it up and then sometimes you got to like fucking jump off that cliff like who who knows what like. Niggas did not watch the groovy tapes in the beginning. They watched Massachusetts, and that was about it. Like <laughs> after that episode, we like it went blank. It went like fifty niggas, but it was okay because that was the that was such a process. It really was. It was a build it blocks, but like such a process to think <laughs> like when you said, "Oh, we only had one, one light, one stand, one camera." It was like shit. That's crazy. Yeah, shit don't look like that no more. But <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead now. It don't hurt. It don't. It oh don't. My and goodness. this is like this is the base. It's crazy. And it's like, not even. Nah, this we're is just the, scratching that shit. This the is surface. We're scratching that shit. Like this is the base. Like this is like this is what episode one should have looked like for me and sounded like for me. Like the, like if if I would have did everything right and had the bread at the time and like. This is what episode one would have looked like. We would have been sitting here uh, with Koi, and it would have looked like this room. Um, yeah. But that's not how shit works out. You got to fucking, you got to build that up. And then I'm so grateful for, like, all of our first videos, though. Me know? too. Facts. Oh, oh, oh factuals. Those are, those are the never forget moments. Yeah. I'm just. Because we were finding our bag. We were just, it was. Like I said earlier, uncharted yeah, water. Very much so. Like we were just going out and doing it. Okay, guys, we're gonna just set up, set this up, and uh, have a, a podcast with each other uh, <laughs> upstairs in the room. <laughs> and you, you guys, in like, summer, oh, hot. is this cool shit to put on the podcast, guys? <laughs> I, oh, I don't know. Uh, just put it, put it up, <laughs> guys. If you guys don't notice now, if you go back and watch, I was drunk, <laughs> like every episode, every every. But it was literally like a major shift. I mean, yeah, in just all of it. I mean, we stopped drinking completely on the pod, on yeah. the podcast, and it was it turned into coffee in the morning because we were podcasting in the mornings. And yeah, we make we made the adjustments, but like, we did. nah, if, like if you go <laughs> back to those episodes when like it's just me and Tavares <laughs> and it's not a guest, I'm drunk, drunk. like I'm. I'm fucking like I should not be that drunk to like be trying to hold a conversation, yeah. but it's good. It's really good because like without like without those things, I don't I don't learn from it, and I don't learn. That's like 
I mean, drink drink when it's appropriate, uh, especially uh, in the environment that we're in. Sometimes it's really celebratory, and sometimes it's really good to toast up. <clears throat> but don't don't get don't get drunk, right? Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're like at, we're at an hour, and I'm like, all right, bro, three <laughs> shots, five minutes, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> uh, Crazy ass. But like truly, and like let me close the business shit. Like to I. Just to thank you guys for coming along this fucking ride. Um, yeah, it like it to believe in something is cool because I believe in a lot of shit, but to give a lot of your attention, your time, your money, your fucking like sleep, sleepless nights, arguing, fucking up, uh, like just just all of the frustration it takes to get to like episode 43 episode 44 like to 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 continue the way we have like this is like as, as much as you guys are interviewing me it's a very celebratory effort because without you guys this shit don't get here and i really appreciate it um okay it's not lost it's not lost on me because it's like like I, I, I'm fortunate enough to be able to, like, walk the streets of Washington and, like, meet a lot of people who have either, like, listened to the podcast or know us from their homie being on the podcast or just these different ways. And, like, truly without the two of you, that sh- no one gives a fuck. Like, you know, and it's it's very special to be in an environment where we provide something for the community, but also we, like, provide something for ourselves because we're allowed to, like, create an ecosystem where like um people are like people believe in something people oh. like back something from their city and like that's, a, <laughs> that's i'm a, sorry i'm over here crying <laughs> that, that's, <laughs> a, that's an important community thing like um i don't know i'm not i'm not lost on any of it like i don't i don't think like I hope people don't think I'm like too cool for school or like whatever the case is because you know like I don't I don't either be popping out enough or I don't be responding to everything but like it's not like none of this shit is lost on me that like this is a special thing this this doesn't happen twice it it like um <clears throat> it ex- it exists cuz of the effort so I really appreciate you guys and all of that, like, mushy shit, yeah. We love you, too. <laughs> <laughs> you about to cry. That's why you got Man. spiked the whip. I, I am had to, crying, so. I had to, you know. But I'm an easy crier. <laughs> gather that up. Oh, that was beautiful. I've been telling <laughs> this, this whole podcast. <laughs> of, like, it is real beautiful. But. Um. Okay. <laughs> uh, has photography taught you anything not photography related? Oh yeah. Uh, what? Like what? Patience. Okay. Um, <clears throat> fucking. It's a new lesson of hard work um, because you you think you have something. You think you have an eye. Like everybody who like everybody who is a photographer thinks their everybody eye. Everybody who has eyes thinks they have an eye. <laughs> I mean, at least that's how I would see it. Like, because we all see things differently. No, I know. I like. I would. I, I'm not even. <laughs> I'm not even gonna take the corny <laughs> joke out of it. It's so funny. Uh, 
No, like I everyone like everyone who does photos, uh, especially if you do it over like a consistency over a bunch of years, thinks they're the shit or they're they're putting out good to content or whatever. And like it's photography is one of the most humbling things that I get to experience on a daily basis because I I fortunately have people around me that hold me to a standard not even not hold me to a standard of like is this my best and if it's not my best what are we doing and like encourage me to chase that white rabbit um so it's like a it's a different hunger that it's just pure creative because like I'm like I'm always chasing whatever my perfect photo is whatever this image of nostalgia or whatever I'm trying to display in my head is I'm always chasing that, but, like, I love that it's it's something I can't ever catch, and it, it constantly forces me to up whatever I think I'm good at. Like, if I'm, if I think I'm killing color, and then I get, like, a roll of shitty color, it, like, it forces me to adjust what I really know about lighting, and what I know about, like, my camera, and, like, what I'm doing in the essence of just, like, what I'm putting out, um, because I, I switch, I recently switched from digital to film, um, and that's a whole different world, um, so it, it just forces me to be, like, it forces me to up whatever I, what knowledge I think I have, and whatever I think I'm doing, it just forces me to evaluate it, which I love, because, um, I'm passionate about it, so I love the grind of it, so it's very, it's very easy to take, like, to show my friends photos that they think are amazing, and me go, oh, those are shitty, uh, all of those photos are shitty, and, like, nah, I'm not putting none of those out, or any of that, to just have that, have that chase of just, like, what I deem a good photo, and to, like, again, be inspired by people who, truly are admired in the community and are accepted at like what they do so like to just understand that there's like levels to it and like you know it I'm fortunate enough to be in places where I can get like hands-on critiques from people that are in the community and that take really good photos and can like go ah nah like I wouldn't do that or you should do this and like you should display uh, more color or you should shoot more black and white or take more portraits like I love the you can do photography a thousand ways and still get a different result and like bring different emotion to different people so it, it's one of those things where as a creative it's like oh it's fire because I don't know if I'll ever get the right photo uh, I don't but like that's cool like it's cool to not have something that fit, makes me feel whole, but doesn't complete me. You know, it like it will always bring a hunger to me. I want to let another one run. I'm sorry. We're getting the photography bag. I just wanted to let you know that. And was there like a specific day where you realized it was your passion? Um, sorry, this is a, it was a long breather. Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, I just kept. Do you think it's come yet, or you know it's your passion? 
I don't know. I don't know what I'm here for. I really just want to help help the people. That's hella clear. But I really want to just help the niggas that fuck with me. That's my true calling in life or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean, uh, as far as photography, I feel like I, I'm passionate about good photos, so I feel like I'm passionate about it. I don't know if I've, I will ever feel. I've arrived in that lane because that's that's such a I don't know that's it's currently um hold on telling stories with the blood <laughs> nah I'm just trying to gather the gather a good story no, gather a good thought um that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious Corey over here <laughs> um. Maybe I, I I don't know. Maybe I I cause I I can't I can't say that um, I'm not passionate about it and I don't love it. Um, but being very interested in a lot of creative things, I don't know if I'll be in this creative lane forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm enjoying it while I'm in it. Yeah, I'm just in. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I'm just enjoying it while I'm in it. Like while I'm. While I want to get up and take photos every day, while I want to go see something I've never seen some uh, before or photograph something I've never photographed before, I don't know in like 10 years if it'll still resonate with me. Maybe I'll be doing sculptures. Maybe mm-hmm. fucking we'll do glass blowing. Maybe we'll do like I'll be a surfer. You know, maybe I'll spend the, like I've I don't know. I used to cook. So it's like it, yeah. it's just things like that where I'm just like. If if you're I, in the lane, you're in the lane. Yeah, yeah, and I try to, like, discover that what what that is for me until, like, I've completed my task or I felt like I've, 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 got, I've learned enough. Mm-hmm. Bro, I uh, actually heard through the grapevine that you were killing it, um, fifth grade concert, <laughs> singing Lean on Me. What the oh. fuck? Uh, I, w- I wanted <laughs> to... <laughs> I wanted to put that out there oh too, uh, and also ask you about your ear for music. Um, <laughs> that was a great segue. When are you gonna rap? Uh, never gonna rap. Um, that's not, that's not me. I just, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. I gotta blow it out. Um, my ear for music comes from my mother. Um, shout out my mom. Um, she played nothing but R and B. Like sad Mary J. Blige's R and B, like life Jennings R and B, like like you're 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 going through life, like she's hitting right now. She's a strong woman. Very much so. Um, so I think my my love of my my love of music came from just hearing hearing my mom play. Uh, old school 90s everything if it didn't if it did not if it started in the 2000s she probably stopped fucking with it um so just having that's what she played and then uh visiting my brother and my cousins in uh new york they play a lot of soca music mm-hmm. um so just a lot of like caribbean music and a lot of like real real big tunes <laughs> as they say <laughs> that's hella funny um so just like so, I guess my love and my ear of music just came from like growing up in the Sean Paul, like being being in New York a lot during Sean Paul's run and like when he was 
huge. Yeah. Like, I bet that was crazy. Yeah, like during the Dipset era, like I was still a New Yorker. So like just getting all of this. That's cool. This music and this like prolific sound and just coming from like a. Like. Coming from like a city where. At that point, like New York was changing when I was leaving. So like my mom grew up in a, a time where you could see the the local like rapper, the like the hottest rapper, whoever you can go out into the club and you could see them. So, like, that association with just hip-hop and just being, uh, listening to music and just things of that nature just, I guess, formed my ear. And I I think I have a pretty good ear to music if I'm really trying to, like, get into a bag of just, like, what I truly like and shit like that. Like, um, it's a lot of horns. It's a lot of, like, soulful shit, a lot of slowed down uh, music just because... Uh, that's those are the kind of beats that um, Mary J. Blige usually gets, and like um, a lot of the beats um, Life Jennings does is a lot of soulful samples and shit like that. So my like my love of like music com- thrives from just like hearing a lot of just smooth shit and a lot of painful shit that like people were going through. So just that like uh, that that very. I don't know, that very, like, classic R&B, just, like, I'm singing the whole time. I may have a rapper on it, but just, like, real ballady, not even real ballady, just real soulful bops. So, like, that's where my love and I think my ear of music comes from. I think that's really cool. But, you know. Growing up in Seattle, it was really different, so having that connection with, like, a larger... You know, yeah, like, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, we had a lot of I would say we had idols out here, but they were like they never they never touched that, you know, seeing seeing them on TV, you know, seeing them in pop culture. Yeah. Getting in really influencing the game. And I don't mean that as like a like a this or, or, or expressing that in a negative way. I just believe that. Who we had at the time, who who I, who who would I truly say? Sir Mix a Lot was one of the hugest things that really came out of Seattle at the time. Um, you know, I, I don't even think I was born yet, but like, just in your community, you know, mm-hmm. you 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 said it yourself. You had those people out there in um, in New York. In the streets, you know. Yeah, like uh, there was the like neighborhoods. There was like a big, well, not necessarily like I, I, as a kid, not necessarily in my neighborhood, but just like having the influence of knowing Dipset is from New York, and just yeah. having that like them being the biggest thing on earth, and them are they're from your city, you know, like here in Sean Paul and Beyonce, and Sean Paul has played every. 20 minutes in New York radio. And he had six or seven smashes all at the same time, all on one tape. So like, if you really think about it, it's just literally 50 cent Dipset, Sean Paul. So you, and those are three different types of artists. So you're just getting this range of different Dr. Dre samples. And then you're just getting hella like Cameron 
and then you get Sean Paul. So you just get this range, and then Daddy Yankee was on fire as well when I was a kid. So, like, I'm just getting all these levels of just, like, different different island music as well as, like, New York struggle music as well as, like, like rapper 50 Cent. Like, he was huge at the time. So it just getting all, like, that sort of energy and just, like, having an older brother who was also into music and just, like, put me on the shit that he was listening to. So it's, it's like, a dope. Thank you. Uh, it's, like, a dope. It's a dope experience. Um, but I, I also attribute that, like, whatever I listen to today is uh, also due to Seattle. Seattle had, like, when we were, when I got here, we were also listening to a lot of more grungier shit. True, um, very true. At least the kids I grew up uh, around were very much into, like, really uh man rock fucking really grungy music like we were going through like sad music well sad but like we were going through that empty paramore yeah fucking was on fire out here Owl city on fire stop no but like like that was like (laughs) like at school yeah at school that was like the big thing of just like those niggas are from here and like that's when i realized washington has a Big connection from people who they can like point to are from Washington. If I if you make it to a certain level where you're played on the radio and you were born here or like spent enough time to like know about real Seattle shit, that that's very like yeah, we champion that. We slapping that. We like I don't give a f- like none of the kids look like anybody on Owl City, but niggas was slapping Owl City because it was like, nigga, hello, Seattle, nigga. Like, <laughs> that's us. That's that's here. Like, you know? Very true. Like, no yeah, one... The Mountaineers. Come on. Like, no one in no one in Washington talks about sleepers in Seattle, but if you want to talk shit to another person from another city about what's going on, nigga, sleepless in Seattle was right there. Play <laughs> Tom Hanks was on the block, <laughs> like it was nothing. You so like, go sit right where he sat. Exactly. So like, that's also a beautiful thing about like Washington. Washington taught me to like believe in where, like who, where, like who's from, where you're from, mm-hmm. and like the connection to being like champion things that you can touch and that um like big up what you're around because like new york is very i don't know i i never got that feeling from new york i was never really old enough to like know what was going on but like um washington definitely gives me a feel of just like if you from here and we oh sometimes uh, if you're from here and we believe in you, we backing you 100%, um, which is dope because you there's a real, like, Washington pride. Like, you can't ever come here and talk about any Washington Hoopers being bad because that might get your ass beat. Like, you, you ever, like, don't matter what they did. Hop on the court right now. Exactly. <laughs> like, so Don't run the twos. <laughs> <laughs> there's, like, that, that deep respect of uh, just music culture and just music shit here. I know we're not done yet, but no. am I doing good? You're doing amazing. Um, you, you're, oh. you're, you were born for this. 
We out here. To talk, yeah. We out here. Um, What is one short-term goal you have and one long-term goal you have? Just just one and one. I know you got a lot, so. Uh, fuck. Uh, what's the short-term goal I fucking have? Um, fucking drop more clothes for the groovy tapes. That's short-term. Um... And long term, fucking, I don't know. Don't like, I don't know. Keep doing the shit I'm doing. Like, like, cement myself in this long enough to be like, all right. Oh, you know that tall nigga Corey? Oh yeah, I know that tall nigga Corey. That's all I want. That's <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, life, life switches, life changes. Like, we could be in like anywhere. Like uh, what this year has showed me, long term goals can always be adjusted, and you can always make like that long term goal happen in a year and like six months or whatever. Or you should focus on ha- shortening whatever that goal is, whatever it is long term, because this shit could switch up quick as fuck. Pass all the life shit, like like dealing with regular life, but also dealing with like shit you cannot control has been more than apparent through my last, you know, year and a half, two years. So long, long-term long goals are, like, I have a few. Uh, yeah, I have a few, but, like, those are shit, like, I'm not going to tell you niggas, um, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but, yeah, it's it's just to, if I can do this for the next forever and figure it the fuck out, um, we in here. Yeah, that's that's a For short. The long run. Well, yeah, like if you can, if you can cement yourself within your community forever, like that's legacy. Mm-hmm. And if you could do it for the world, that's fucking legendary. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if I can do well, one, the first one first, and then the second one after, that's you know, that's good enough for me. Life don't happen twice. That was hella self-deprecating, but I got you guys. That's crazy. Man, staying at home, listening to all this motherfucking game. You're over listening. Man of wisdom. Mans of wisdom. Let me tell you a little something, y'all. All All right? Whole lot of groovy shit. You feel me? Corey's out here. Solana's out here. We've been doing it for a long time now. And we haven't even touched the surface. I feel like since we got back from our trip, we've been uh, on a different path of uh, just helping the people when we're really moving forward with this. Um, man, just want to let people know that we're, we're we're diving deep in our our small small bag content, and uh, we're 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 trying to get real interactive with y'all. So. A lot of big things coming in the future. Not going to say shit, but... <laughs> You're good. Uh, Don't look at me. Talk to the people. <laughs> like I'm a guest today. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm, I'm just... I'm, I'm I'm. telling them what's up. <laughs> he's, look, he's looking at the camera and also with the other eye looking at me uh, to make sure I... Nah, bro. Get shout you. out to the team. You know, uh, Corey, Solana, and Gina We uh, and me, we've all been working together to really bring you guys some... Dope ass shit. So hopefully, you know, the viewers at home, we can connect with y'all soon in the future. 
And uh, we really do appreciate you guys tapping in every week. Hey, run those motherfucking numbers up. For real, this ain't no motherfucking game. You guys motherfucking saying you fuck with the groovy tapes. I see you on the streets. You ain't with the groovy tapes gang. I, I might have to, you know, do what it do. So, <laughs> bro, don't, <laughs> don't be on the streets <laughs> pressing people. No, no. Uh, like, the no. worst you could do is no. grab their phone and hit subscribe. Bro. Yeah, no, no. That's what I, I'm going to I'm a check your YouTube. I'm going to check your YouTube. If you ain't subscribed to the groovy tapes and you got YouTube premium, oh, foul. <laughs> Uh, just want to thank Corey for coming on to the show today. Um, you know, we're doing something different this week. Uh, it's always love. Shout out to Solana. Uh, hey, you've been grooving with the South. I don't have anything else to share. Thank you for asking me. Damn. Like, <laughs> everybody else get to ask that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't got no progress coming out. I don't got nothing, to, sh- I don't got nothing to push. You guys know what's up every week. <laughs> we pushing it. <laughs> Groovy tapes, gay. <laughs> KWJT. You've been grooving with the South. It's Corey. Solana. <laughs>